This is like one of Melisandre's visions. It's like a glimpse into the future. Come on, that's got to be bad luck. There's no need for superstitions when you're just good. You know, when I showed up to this building today, I was asked about some ridiculous poll where the WWE Universe voted, and they wanted anybody, absolutely anybody but me, to win King of the Ring. The good thing is, I've never really cared about what any of you think anyways. None of you actually matter to me. And you know why? Because on your very, very best day, you couldn't accomplish a single thing that I have. I'm where I am today because of one person. Me. <laughs> And after I'm coronated, trust me, you will hear it from me first. All hail King Corbin.
Correction, episode 170 of the Who's Podcast. Knock on wood if you're with me. <laughs> Love that, man. Every time. <laughs> Hope you guys are doing well. My name is Joshi. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Who's Podcast. Instagram, Joshi Lopez94. Um, I really don't want to be on social media, but how are you guys, how are you guys are going to find the show? There's other ways, though, besides social media. You can listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. I think our show is on 10 different streaming platforms, which is kind of insane. But uh, shout out to Anchor and that website for uh, distributing the show out to all you good brothers and good sisters who take the time to listen to two minutes, three minutes, an hour. Depending how long you guys listen to the show, we appreciate your support. So. Uh, I'm not alone. I'm alongside the Cloud Prince of Podcasting, Adam Daly. What's up, brother? Josh, what's up? I'm the the Harlequin of Hate coming in strong this weekend. I listen. There's as I haven't been this excited for a weekend in a very very long time. Fantasy football draft tonight. Two of them actually. New Tool album at midnight. So by the time most of you're going to be hearing this, the New Tool album is going to be out. Um, got a fantasy football draft tomorrow. We got Punk's interview on Saturday, all out. WWE's picking up with some storylines. Things are really, really good right now, my man. Yeah, we got three pay-per-views. We got New Japan Royal Quest from the Copper Box, uh, NXT UK TakeOver Carter, which we're going to talk about in a couple minutes. And, of course, closing it out with All Out. Um, By the way, ProWrestlingTranscriptions.com, I am transcribing all three pay-per-views this weekend for you guys, so... Uh, go check out the website if you can. Um, we'll, we're we're going to save um, our thoughts for the pay-per-view for AEW towards the end of the show because that will be our feature talking part for Through the Eyes of a Nine-Year-Old when AJ joins us later on in the show. Um, really quick, one last thing. Um, make sure to 
If you like the show, give us an honest rating and review. Tell us what you think about the podcast. We do appreciate your feedback. And even any suggestions of stuff you would like us to talk about or add something different to the show. I know it's since a Hoots podcast, and we do dominate a lot of the conversation with wrestling, but it's not only a wrestling podcast. We do talk a lot about comedy, uh, music, this stuff, just to have a general conversation as if me and Adam are chilling in the back porch somewhere, you know? Uh, it's just general brotherly conversation, and uh, we appreciate your support. So, any suggestion is a good suggestion. So, <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, it's a, it's a world where I think you know everybody always wants to give their opinion on stuff. We can we can at least make jokes about it, right? Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of jokes, we got jokes and jokes and jokes. But um, everybody should should go to Netflix and watch Dave Chappelle's new stand up, uh, and take this public this this uh, politically correct world and turn that some bitch sideways and, and you know where you could stick it because it was one of the most refreshing comedy specials I've seen in damn near 20 years and it made me realize that y'all need to shut your mouth always complaining Wah, it's not what I really like so I, it's not I don't like the direction they're going in so I'm just, I don't know shut up man ain't no one cares and I'm not I'm single I'm talking about anything whether it's wrestling whether it's movies whether it's music whether it's comedy whether it's whatever nah nobody cares your feelings never paid my bills <laughs> uh Make sure to check out the Joker trailer uh, that came out the other day. Fantastic, so good. No, I, was, I, I totally get why people wouldn't wouldn't want to see Joker. You know what I mean? It's going to be a little different than what people are used to. But um, yeah, that first week in October is going to be insane. It's crazy. There's you a got, lot going on. You got the first AEW show. Yep. Uh, October second. Uh, we got the first SmackDown show on Fox on Friday, and I'm going to be in town for that. We got Hell in the Cell mm-hmm. October 6th, and the Bears are playing the Raiders that weekend. So, yep. man, I, I can't wait to get out to the bird. It's yeah. going to be a fun weekend. It's uh, it's I'm starting that month. I'm starting my, my 40th. That's that's the, the Adam Daly 40-year-old uh, world tour right there, uh, yeah. October 2019. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a blast. Making bro. 40 look damn good for this new generation, if I do say so myself. <laughs> um, before we get to um, AEW and all the stuff going on this weekend, I do want to talk a little bit about what happened on Raw and SmackDown this week. Uh, let's start off on a positive note. Let's talk about the King of the Ring tournament. Um, Buddy Murphy and Ali ripped it up. We said that last week that these guys were going to kill it again, and they had a fantastic match on SmackDown. Uh, this week, I think for the most part, the King of the Ring tournament matches have been really good and been given their own time. I mean, mm-hmm. even the Miz and Baron Corbin, you could look at that match on paper and be like, oh, it's just going to be rest holds and this and that. I thought Miz and Corbin had a really good match. Yeah, The best part about it is that every King of the Ring tournament match so far has had investment from the crowd, too. And mm-hmm. um you can even notice that with Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin with the little thing they've been doing on SmackDown over the last couple weeks. So um, I, I've enjoyed the matches so far. What, what have you liked from the matches this week for the tournament? Uh, Ali Buddy Murphy to me was the was the match of the week. I mean, I don't I don't want to shortchange anybody else, but um, they're just they're they're both so good, man. So yeah. so good. Um, so that's that's going to headline, I think, uh, King of the Ring for me this week. But I like the direction. I, I, I really actually like where they're at with King of the Ring because I could see, you know, we kind of were like fantasy, like what, what it could be this person, it could be that person. Um, right now, they, you know, I can see damn near everybody that's left winning. 
in some way, you know, whether it's, you know, maybe Ali has a, has a turn coming up. Maybe Chad Gable has a turn coming up. Right. Right. Um, you know, maybe we, we really don't know. Right. I, I, as much as I hate to say it, I feel like Seth Alexander might be the odd man out because I can't see him making a turn and he's going to stay baby face, you know? So, you know, um, and I just, and not that that means anything. I'm just, I don't know, Josh, what do you feel about this, man? I just, I feel like you almost have to have an antagonist win King of the Ring or somebody that's about to become an antagonist. And I said it last week, but. Mm-hmm. And that was originally my point when it came to Baron Corbin. I was like, oh, Baron Corbin has to win or else. I mean, Samoa Joe could be a good King of the Ring. Right. He's still a bad guy. Uh, Andrade, uh, with mm-hmm. the, the push he's been given, uh, obviously it would work for him. We talked about Elias last week. There's a lot of options, and that's a good thing. Um, while maybe certain performers you think have been put in position from a predictable standpoint, the matches have been good. Uh, I either guys could have won at either time. Case in point, the Ricochet Drew McIntyre match uh, for Raw this Monday, I thought was really good. Yep. And Ricochet won. And you got Ricochet going against Samoa Joe uh, on Monday and Corbin and Alexander. Clash of styles. And that's the cool thing about the King of Ring, too. It's not the same styles. You got two different types of performers in a in the matches too. So I dislike the overall presentation of it so far. So as far as a baby face or a heel wins, I think whoever wins the tournament is actually going to benefit, benefit from it. I really do. I, that's why I don't care who wins. I love Corbin's promo. You guys heard it in the intro for the podcast this week. Uh, he's got, he, and it's, it's, it's legitimate. You feel from the crowd, <laughs> the mm-hmm. little, uh, interview they did with Corbin before Raw started this Monday where he's like, uh, there was a poll and they said, anybody but Corbin to win the <laughs> the King of the Rings tournament. And just his response just went well with what his character is. Um, maybe real life too, but... <laughs> Wait, so was that an actual answer on that poll? Was anybody but Corbin? Uh, I, I guess. I, I don't have the full accurate details. Because if that's the case, then aren't they just fishing for people to pick that? You know what I mean? That's like, that's like here, here's the thing, guys. We're going to give away free money. Here's five bucks. Here's five bucks. Here's five bucks. Or here's 25,000 bucks. You're going right. to take the 25,000. It's like being like, you know, it, you're, you're just, it's being draped right in front of your eyes. So, I mean, that's mm-hmm. kind of, um, I think that's, that's, it's people falling for, falling for cheap heat. It's, it's workable heat, though. I'm not saying it's not cheap in a in a terrible way. It's 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 good heat. Or falling for certain clues for people that still watch Wheel of Fortune. I don't, but I can see where to work there. Man, I'll buy a vow. I ain't scared of Pat Sajak. I'll knock that little midget out. Yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> every time I watch the show, I don't know why he seems stuck up. I don't know. He's, he he's, he's a guy or he is stuck up. I don't know. <laughs> he's a big alcoholic, too, I think. Uh, I'm just going to speculate and say that he is. <laughs> Screw it. Who cares? That's what everybody else does. Shit. <laughs> Where's JJ Bittenbinder? Let's get to the root of the fucking problem here. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, real quick, so I could update the brackets for everybody. We got Ali against Elias and Andrade against Chad Gable for SmackDown next week, which should be a lot of fun. I mentioned already it's going to be Baron Corbin and Cedric Alexander and Samoa Joe against Ricochet. Um, I'm pretty sure Kevin Owens is still going to find a way to uh, get in the way of Elias because he's still got this feud going on with Shane McMahon. Uh, you kind of saw 
uh, Kevin Owens cost Elias the 24-7 title on SmackDown this week. So uh, we'll see what happens. I, I, again, I've just been enjoying the matches and just the way they've been presented the King of the Ring tournament so far. So good stuff so far. Uh, let's see what else we can add onto the list here. Uh, the the dynamic of, you know, the next thing is called Class of Champions, right? And everybody's like, oh, my God, why do you have Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins as a tag team? It's random and this and that. Well, okay, it can look random on paper, but you have two champions, have double champions. The pay-per-view is called Class of Champions. It's not like you have Rollins and Strowman having this program going into a No Mercy or a, I don't know, whatever random name for a pay-per-view, Capital Punishment, right? Right, yes. <laughs> like yeah. That, yeah, that, would be, about that. that would be random, but... Clash of Champions in its in its own way is a gimmicky pay per view. They're all they are champions. They are in the feud with each other. And I didn't realize this either, Josh. And I'm sorry. Let me throw two cents in right here. Mm-hmm. It is we've been calling it Night of Champions because that's that's what the pay per view has been as of its most recent incarnation, which I think was a couple years ago, right? Yes. So it's been a while since they've actually used Clash of Champions. So. As much as we don't like it, that's kind of what they're telling us, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and by the way, when it comes to the tag team division and stuff, I still said it after the OC lost their titles a couple weeks ago. I still think before Clash of Champions, they'll get their titles back. I'm not I'm not concerned about that. I know everybody's like, oh, what was the point of the tag team turmoil? And if you're just going to have two guys that are going to be fed to Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins. How do you know 100% that Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins are going to be having two matches on that pay-per-view? Right. Are you that convinced that's going to happen? We still got, what, two weeks to the pay-per-view, something like that? September 15th. That's the um, date for the pay-per-view. So either two or three three weeks. So, so two or three Raws. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's there's still time. There's still so much time. Yeah. Three Raws is like five years in the in the real world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so you have Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler pair up for this tag team turmoil. Whoever won the match um, has a opportunity to um, fight uh, Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins at the pay-per-view. And you were talking about it last week where, um, you know, when it comes to, like, multi-person matches, you don't like just one pinfall and that's it. Christ, you like the elimination style. Do you mind tag team turmoils or no? Uh, you know what? I thought it was an interesting little twist. Um, I, I thought it was a great way to eat up some some of the three hours. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't want to say I, I was one. Too, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. Say, you know, I don't want to say I was one way or the other too much on it because it was just something that I thought it was. It was better than. I don't say better. I mean, it was at least something different, you know, um, whether we liked it or we didn't like it, or, and I say we as the wrestling collective, I guess, but, um, you know, I, I didn't mind it. Um, I, you know, I, I think, I don't know, Josh, let me get an opinion out of you. I, I actually feel like more people are upset with it because, uh, Ziggler and, uh, Robert Roode won versus anything else, because that's what seemed random to them, you know, because it was like, Oh, well, what are they doing tagging together? Well, a lot of tag teams kind of start that way, you know? Um, and, who, the, who really, who knows? Like, they're obviously it's their first night as a tag team. Let's let it play out. You know? yeah. Well, he, here's the thing. Um, let's look at this on the preface of the people that are in that match. OC wins. The complaint would be, then what was the point of having them lose the titles the week before? Right. Viking Raiders win. Oh, predictable. They're just going to run through the tag division. Mm-hmm. Right? 
Um, heavy Machinery are on SmackDown. They weren't getting the titles. Revival are in a program with the New Day and Kofi Kingston. They I weren't know, winning yeah. the match. Yep. Is the B team going to win? <laughs> are the Lucha House Party going to win? I hope not. I, I thought Bully Ray pointed this out really good because there was a lot of people overreacting when it came to that match and the purpose behind it. It protected the OC and the Viking Raiders for in the case they have a program with each other down the road. Agreed. That's why they had the double uh, count-out thing, right? No, double DQ, right? Double DQ, yeah. I didn't mind that. Yeah. So they're not affected by that. But let's say the OC and the Viking Raiders lost. You would still be claiming, oh, what the hell are they doing with these guys? What are you going to do with the tag division? Like, mm-hmm. it's in a it's in a position where they can't win no matter who wins or right. book into winning that match. So, yes, on the preface, Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler are random before anything happens. But I thought it was pretty funny. Uh, Bobby Roode put the meme with the Spider-Man uh, meme where they're just pointing at each other. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. That's pretty <laughs> And fun. then there's another like comparison of like Rick Rude and Mr. Perfect being a tag team. Ooh, yeah, good call. Man, I didn't even think about that one. I just, I just wasn't feeling good this week. That's a really good call. That's a throwback Thursday uh, little match there for you I guys. appreciate that comparison. Yes, sir. So I didn't think it was the end of the world. I didn't think it made the tag teams look horrible. Or anything like no. that. It was just a match to kill time on the show. And I still feel one way or another, Braun Strowman and Seth Rollins will not be the tag team champions uh, before Clash of Champions. And just to make everybody happy, you can have the OC, Viking Raiders, and uh, Mr. Perfect and Rick Root 2.0 uh, at uh, Clash of Family 2.0. As a, as a three way match. How about that? And you know, one thing I did like about it, Josh, is that, um, you know, and I know nobody wants to, nobody's necessarily saying that they're, they're kind of like programming or counter programming against one another. And that's fine. But, you know, when you have, um, the young bucks kind of saying that AEW is going to be the place for tag team wrestling. And I'm not getting, I'm not taking any sides in this battle. That's up for you guys to decide, but why not hold up really quick on the AEW thing. Are they going to have another tournament after the, their their first tournament is going to be over? Because I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But um, but you know when when they're talking up their tag team division, you know, and and you've heard a lot of WWE fans lately say, "Hey, we want to see more from the tag division." It's the perfect time to showcase them, right? Right before right. All Out, right? You know, and I'm not saying that they're always going to do that, but why not? Why not give? You know, why not have? You know, and I'm I'm about that with any division right now, whether it's the the cruiserweights, whether it's the the women's division, whether it's the tag team division, the women's tag team division. Give them a nice little chunk of a uh, property on on one of the shows. You know, yeah. you have five hours a week now, potentially going to six hours a week if SmackDown goes to three hours, right? Um, that's a lot of real estate where that, that in a way they're my, the only criticism. And again, it's, it's not really a criticism. We know WWE's template, uh, is that a lot of their show is video clips from, from, you know, and, but you have to keep everybody kind of caught up. So I'm not mad at that, that, you know, but by the same token, when we finally get something like this, when we get a, a division that we haven't seen, we get a lot of competitors. We haven't seen people are finally getting TV time. It seemingly would please everybody. We still find a reason to complain. So, I'm I'm okay with the, what they did with the tag teams this week. Man. I actually thought it was nice. I think there needs to be a case study of who are actually watching these shows because a lot of times I find myself thinking, okay, it's uh, the 
the internet fans, the people that do shows like this, is that the majority of today's fans? Or is it still people who are casual or not watching it like seriously like we are and paying attention to every little thing that happens on the show? I, I, need, to, I, need, I need to find what the ratio is between that. I'll be honest, if you're sinking six hours non-committal into WWE, and this isn't a knock on WWE, so nobody please take it this way, but I don't, I don't care what it is. I wouldn't watch an Oakland Raiders football game if it was six hours. I'd tap out after hour five. Like, there was a game in Mexico a couple years ago. I just was begging for end in over, like, overtime. Just like, please, I don't even care at this point. Walk out with a tie, just end this shit. Well, what about the people that watch 12 hours of the NFL every Sunday? I can't do it, but you know what? It, but even if I can't do it anymore, I just I got too much on my plate that I, I have to do in, in real life. But um, yeah. you know, um, and by the way, if, if you're on terms, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. But at the same time, at least I guess you're watching different games over those twelve hours. It's a different, you know, different tempo, different mood. It's kind of like you're watching three different movies versus just. So I get it. But that's still a lot of – that's a chunk of your – you know, that's a big chunk of your week getting sunk into one thing. So what I was going to say was I'm not saying I don't watch all six hours. Of course, I fast forward through certain things. You know, I guess get through commercials. That takes – you know. But if you if you do go on – you know, if you're watching six hours uninterrupted a week of commercials and video – you know, the, the, the recap videos and this and that and this and that, but just – you don't ha- your eyes don't have to be glued to the TV the whole time. Get up, get some exercise, go to the bathroom so you're not just soiling yourself like the stigma of wrestling fans is. <laughs> you know, um, I-, I don't know, man. I just think that a lot of times we we ex- we go in, and it- I think this is a very 29th thing to do. We we think we build up an expectation in our mind of how it should fit our needs, and if it doesn't fit our needs, then we we feel we have to completely tear it down. Right. And I just, I refuse to do that anymore, you know, but by the same token, I'm not going to give, and it doesn't matter who it is. I'm not going to give them my undivided attention, whether it's WWE, the Oakland Raiders. I, I don't, you know, the Joker, I don't, if it's not good there, you know, and it doesn't mean one week doesn't make the product not good guys. I, I hate to break it to you. You know, even the Lakers lost a game every once in a while in their heyday. Yeah. So, and we still got two, three more weeks for a clash of champions. Right. Who knows, who knows which show in between is going to be good or bad. Let's let these stories play out. It's the participation trophy generation, man. I'm telling you. Yeah. Because everybody always got what they wanted. Oh, I just played so I could get a shiny trophy. I didn't really want to win. I just wanted a shiny trophy. Mm-hmm. Look, I got a shiny trophy that says loser real big on it. But I got a shiny trophy. Even though it says last place, it's a shiny trophy. We need to get away with participation trophy. We need to move on from participation trophies. Knock on wood if you're with me. There you go. <laughs> uh, last thing for this week in WWE, because we're going to say the Roman stuff towards the end, because I know AJ wanted to talk about that, right? Yes, sir. Um, let's talk about Sasha Banks. Um, she got to start off the show. Big spotlight. You know, her fans are getting everything they wanted now. She's in one of the top programs. She's going to fight for the championship. She gave the star out the show. Uh, she's in the position people think that she should have been the entire time. This network, that's true or not. That is subjective. Uh, it's not, it's not black or white. <laughs> um, but Sasha got to cut her promo and also have a match against Natalia. Even though their match wasn't that long, I thought they made the most of it for their match. But there was a lot of dialogue and discussion about Sasha Banks' promo to start off the show. Uh, what was your thoughts on it, Adam? 
Okay, so I, I just want to preface this by saying before anybody wants to attack me, like I, I was really looking forward to Sasha coming back, and I'm still looking forward to what they do with her. But this was not her night at all. The match was great, not knocking the match, but the promo, it's your first real promo. I mean, I know they had the tapes one last week, whatever. This is the first time you're in a ring cutting a promo. You're starting off the show. That's Talk about real estate. That's important WWE real estate, right? You're, le- you're, yeah. you're leading off Raw. Yes. Um, I just... That, that promo was so weak, man. It was like basically like, let me see how many times I can say WrestleMania in in, <laughs> in like two minutes. I was just going to say WrestleMania, WrestleMania, and then it, WrestleMania, then after WrestleMania, and then before WrestleMania, and then during WrestleMania. And it's like, okay, we get it. Like it's it sounded like Trump saying nothing in five minutes. Like it was, it was you said nothing. And I'm not going to blame Sasha Banks for that promo, but it – Something else needs to happen because that promo, and I'm not, you know, you know, I'm not really usually hard on a promo, and I'm not trying to go at Sasha either because I actually like Sasha. But what I'm, what I'm saying is that promo was void of any emotion. It was, it was bland. It was just, it was repetitive, and it seemed like th- there was no, no story was told. I guess it's the best way of saying it. You know, that's, that's the art of storytelling is when you cut a promo, and I don't really know anything other than maybe she's upset about. WrestleMania, or maybe she didn't care about WrestleMania, or maybe I just know something about WrestleMania because she said it 85 <laughs> times. There we go, Josh. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> you know, um, JR always says you got to maximize your TV time, pal. Absolutely. Got to maximize your TV time. And, that, and you talk about real estate, just property in general for television time. You're doing it in front of Vince. <laughs> like, right. This is your opportunity as a performer to either prove or disprove any inclination. Inc- uh, inc- how you say that? Inclinations. There you go. Yeah, inclinations or assumptions that Vince has of you as a performer. You can either prove him right or prove him wrong. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I know the easy thing to go to is oh, they just gave him bad material to work with. But there was no emotion in what she said either. That's my problem. But what, there was absolutely we, no emotion. But when do we get to the point where we start actually pointing out maybe the performers are adding their two cents into would, the promos? Is every single promo is just only the script? Because that's what we've been led to believe. And now here's where I get petty. I just really wish she knew how to say the word division. Division. It's not hard. We speak that, English here in America. That's division. Really speak American. <laughs> division. Not division. Division. The winners of division. I was like, yeah. what, what is she saying? Okay. I mean, I was just, it just wasn't, a, I mean, and I, listen, it was just probably an off night for Sasha. Um, let's not get too carried away. We all yeah. have bad days. We all have, it's, it is what it is, you know. Um, I, you know, maybe it was nerves. Maybe it was, again, maybe she was handed a, a terrible sheet. Maybe it was whatever. But at the end of the day, my, my complaint was more that there was no true emotion in it either. It just didn't feel like her heart was in it. It just, didn't, it just felt like wasted time. Yeah, and then also you have that passive-aggressive attitude where she's just mentioning everything that people reported on the dirt sheets about how she acted at WrestleMania 35. Yeah, I did. Oh, I took my ball and went home. Yeah, I did. And I could do it again. You know, they they showed the promo from Becky last week where it really resonated with a lot of people, right? We talked about how good Becky's promo was. Not one time you felt the passion or the rage behind Sasha for A, why she attacked Becky. Or it's like, it, I was waiting for Sasha to go after Becky. It said she changed her 
direction of her promo just mentioned what everybody's saying on social media about her. Yeah. Because she's so indulged with her ego, as Corey Graves would say. Sasha Banks always about Sasha Banks. She's not even recognizing the shit that the wrestlers are actually talking about her. It's mm-hmm. like she's in her own world, like her own bubble. And, you know, I don't – and, again, I, I want – Sasha Banks to come back to where she's making a difference in this, in this division, as she would say. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just, and, and again, I'm not trying to, I, I, I like Sasha, so I'm not trying to like tear down Sasha at all. It was just a terrible night. And, and this is the other thing I must, I must admit. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get tired of the, I'm taking my ball and going home promo, you know? Um, I'm not saying it's not. There isn't sometimes that you you utilize it absolutely, um, but it just seems to be overused, right? Everything that people say, it's been beat to death with CM Punk's promos, like when he was doing the the you know he was yeah. going to leave WWE. They, there are a lot of people, and I don't want to say everybody, but there's a lot of people that are just still kind of taking pieces of that promo and still shoving it down our face five years later and six years later, seven years later, and it's like, well, I guess that was 2011, so we're talking eight years now, but. Yeah. It, it was, it's, it's, how many times are we going to hear the same thing? For example, Josh on SmackDown, I thought this, I thought Randy Orton's promo was amazing. My only complaint was we did this last August with Samoa Joe and AJ Styles. He got a letter from Wendy and read it and said he was going to pay Wendy a visit. And, and it's the same exact promo. So it's not, to me, it wasn't the promo per se. It's that we got damn near the same thing last year, just with two different people. I think with Sasha's promo, like I said, my biggest thing was there was no real emotion in it. It felt like somebody that didn't want to be there. And I want to believe that Sasha wants to be there. Whether or not she really does, I don't know. I mean, you know, who knows? Three things in wrestling that I can't stand. Uh, And this is all just not the product. This is overall from the, the fan reaction toward it. We need to stop recreating pipe bombs Thank and, you. and the expectations of having pipe bombs for people taking their ball and go home. Second, try to recreate the Daniel Bryan road to WrestleMania 30 every WrestleMania. Yep. And thirdly, why do people think that literally stuff that's reported and written on dirt sheets should be literal promos from these wrestlers on these shows? To me, that's why. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's reality to that. That's your assumption of what's going on behind the scenes. Well, it's, it's easy. It's not, there's no effort in going online and saying, okay, let me, let me go, let me type, let me hashtag myself and then see what people are saying. And I'm just going to take all the negative stuff that I can find and just go out there and, you know, and and to me, that's lazy heat. You know, um, when, and conversely Corbin's to me was great heat. And it's almost the same thing. It just was handled differently. That's all. And that's the, uh, my only complaint. And again, it's not really even Sasha the Entertainer that I'm talking about here. It's just, I think it was a bad night. I think it was a mix of bad things. So everyone relax. But I, you can't deny that it was a very lackluster promo. It's like expecting Drew McIntyre to come out and say, oh, man, I've been booked horribly. And my win-loss record and all this other stuff. Is there any reality to that? Do you actually care? No, no. Do you really, do you truly believe that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, I guess what do we, if, if we're buying into the character, what do we truly believe Sasha Banks is? Right. I think that's where we're at with Sasha because we don't, is she the legit boss? Is she not the legit boss? Because we haven't really seen the legit boss since NXT. 
And I don't even know if that character would translate well onto Raw or SmackDown. This is going to get a lot of people triggered, man. And I told this to you before we recorded the show today. Yeah. In a lot of ways, from a character and an in-ring performer standpoint, I think Sasha is a one-hit wonder. I, I, mean, I think she has her good aspects. I'm not saying she's a bad wrestler or anything like that. I enjoy watching her perform. But there's also a difference from compar- uh, comparing the Verve to, let's say, Fallout Boy. Or, uh, oh, God. <laughs> so I'm going with the Verve every time, the one-hit wonder. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not a Fallout Boy. Damn it, Lopez. I'm not I'm not a Fallout Boy fan. I'm just saying... There's a difference from one hit and people who get constant hits and hits and stuff. Right. Hell, I know there was a time where Fall Out Boy was irrelevant, and <laughs> maybe for a mm-hmm. good reason, but the, even when they came back and they were having hits and you hear songs play in NBA Finals and all these different places and stuff. Right. So I'm looking – my bigger point is I'm looking more for the evolution of Sasha Banks. I already know what the perception of Sasha Banks is. Can we see something new with her character, though? I would agree with that. I mean, every character needs to evolve in some extent. And, and you know what? Listen, they're, they're early on with her coming back. This is only her third week back, so, you know, or, or whatever. So, you know, we have a long way to go to see what the, the new Sasha Banks, in quotes, is, is going to be. Um, I just, I don't know, man. I, I just, I was hoping for a little bit more. And, I mean, again, it's, you know, when you hope for something, again, the expectations thing. So I don't, I don't sound like everybody else, but... I just wasn't there with the promo. And maybe, you know, maybe it was just me. I felt like crap all week. So, I mean, it's, maybe it was, you know, maybe it was just me, but I just, you know, there's, there's a couple promos this week that I was really like, Oh, okay. This is, this is building something. I just didn't feel it. Like, and, and I actually felt like we were going to get something. I was ready. I'll admit it. I was ready for something like, okay, here we go. This is going to be good. Right. Maybe it was just me being let down. I, I, Josh, I really don't know what it is. I just, it just wasn't there. It seemed easy. It seemed it seemed just thrown together. It seemed um, it seemed lazy, and I, I hate to say it, it just seemed lazy. You know what? Um, you were talking about Chappelle earlier. We should add like a petty character to the haters club, right? The haters ball, just like right, ball. being petty just for no reason. Mm-hmm. All petty. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on. Let's talk about uh, NXT UK Takeover Cardiff before we bring in AJ. Um, five matches. Just to do quick predictions uh, for the show on Saturday. I'm very excited for it. Uh, I've been pumping up, pumping up this show on this podcast over the last couple of weeks. It's, it's gonna be a fun show. I think um, Vic Joseph and Nigel do a great job on commentary for NXT UK, and they're gonna bring that energy uh, on Saturday. And again, like I said last week, uh, the UK crowds, no matter it's in Wales. England, no matter where they are, they, they just bring it, man. <laughs> uh, the UK fans are awesome, and I'm excited to see the energy for this show uh, on Saturday. It's starting at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which makes it 1 here in Chicago. Uh, so it's during the afternoon. Um, I don't know what time the New Japan show is. I'm probably going to cover that show on Sunday, but... Uh, we have five matches for NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. Adam, I know you haven't had a chance to watch the shows recently, but I'll just tell you the matches, and you tell me who you like in that one, all right? Sounds good. All right. Um, 
Tony Storm is putting her NXT UK Women's Title on the line against Kaylee Ray. Uh, Kaylee Ray had a lot of buzz. Like she's been in multiple promotions and it's been arrested for a long while. Um, I'm I'm very excited for this match. Tony Storm's been the NXT UK Women's Champion for a while, even to the point where Rhea Ripley is now on NXT. Going after seeing the base. I didn't even realize that. I like that. <laughs> um, I like Tony Storm. Uh, she's awesome. Uh, but I also like Kaylee Ray, too, so it could go either way. But I think Tony Storm retains. Who you got in that one? Yeah, I'll go Tony Storm in this one. And listen, I agree. I, I like both of these competitors. Um, they're, they both are terrific. So it's either way, we're going to, you know, we're, we're going to enjoy the, the outcome. But yeah, I'm, I'm going with, uh, I'm going with Tony Storm. Uh, Cesaro said he's going to make an appearance at NXT UK uh, TakeOver this weekend. So That's pretty cool. Here's to see what he does there. Uh, Travis Banks against Noam Dar from 205 Live. He's going to be doing something European. It's yeah. going to be very European. Very, very European. Um, really quick, though. Travis Banks and Noam Dar. This is a match where you get the this is awesome chance, and I'm pretty sure this match will start off the show. I'll go with Travis Banks in this one. Yeah, I'll go with Banks on this, with this one as well. Well, just from what I've been watching for NXT UK, uh, Travis Banks recently had the opportunity to fight Walter for the UK title. Walter. So I think they still want to get momentum behind Travis Banks. Um, by the way, uh, Mark Andrews is on the show. He, him and Flash Morgan Webster, uh, Austin Powers. <laughs> they're they're men, manly men. They're men in tights. <laughs> They're fighting Gallus and the Grizzled Young Veterans triple threat tag team match for the XUK tag team titles. Um, I'm very excited for this match. I think this match could steal the show, actually. Um, I, I already told you guys how I feel about the Grizzled Young Veterans. But with it being in Wales, I, I think they may want to have an upset on this show. So I'm going to go with Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews. Uh, you know what? I I don't really want to give a prediction because I haven't seen any of them compete under the WWE NXT umbrella yet. And really? I almost feel like, it, yeah, I feel like it would just be, you know, I don't, I'm not going to be that guy that's just kind of, you know, predicting just to, to predict and project, you know, in a way. Um, so I'm just going to stay out of this one. Like, uh, like, like Kyle and I'm sitting on one South Park and we're just going to stay out of this one. Right. <laughs> uh, we got a Hoss match. Oh, by the way, speaking of Hoss matches, check out, uh, Dominic Dijakovic or wherever the hell you pronounce his last name. <laughs> uh, him against Keith Lee on NXT this week was freaking insane, man. Dude, Keith Lee's like Thanos, and he's doing an avalanche Spanish Spanish fly off the top rope. It's, it's freaking insane, man. Go check out that match. It was a lot of fun. Uh, anyways, um, we got Dave Mastiff against Joe Coffey uh, for Gallus. This one's going to be a hoss match. These two have been feeling with each other for the last three to four months. And um, got last man stand match. This match should be a lot of fun, too. I know... Uh, Dave Massa has his following this and that, but um, I like Mastiff. Joe Coffee is pretty good too, actually. Um, oh, absolutely. I think some people kind of forgot about the title match he had with Pete Dunn for the last UK takeover. That match was awesome. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this match, but I'm going to go with Joe Coffee in this one. Uh, just to play the contrarian, I'll go with Mastiff on this one. Nice. There we go. They call Dave Master the bomber, and it's nice. the description. Yep. <laughs> uh, finally, 
Walter against Tyler Bate for the WWE United Kingdom Championship. Walter. It's all about Walter. Imperium. <laughs> They're a faction, man. They got four people in there. They snagged Alexander Wolf from Sanity, and they mm-hmm. got uh, Bartell and Eichner uh, as the tag team in the faction. So, um, yeah, I got Walter, but... Man, for how small Tyler Bate is, that dude's one of the strongest wrestlers I've ever seen in my life, man. Oh, he's crazy good. Yeah, he's crazy good. <laughs> Big, strong boy. Big, strong boy. I'm, I'm very curious with the unique chants they're, they're going to be doing during this uh, show. <laughs> I can't wait, brother, especially when it comes to that tag team match. Just listen to how they act towards Zach Gibson, man. It's just hilarious. They do something with their shoes. It's, it's, it's pretty funny. I don't know what they're chanting, and it's still funny. But the funny thing is they speak our language, and I don't even know what the hell they're saying. <laughs> and, and and listen, I apologize to anyone listening to this. It's hearing my dog run around and whining like this. Like, they're, my neighbor's cutting grass, so she's just running around losing her mind. So I, I apologize, guys. All right. So we got NXT UK Tigger out of the way. Make sure to check out New Japan's uh, Royal Quest if you get the time over the weekend. Uh, it's going to be a fun show on that end. Uh, Suzuki is fighting Okada for the main title. And Ishii against Kenta for the first time. That's going to be insane. Uh, so a lot of wrestling coming out this weekend. But the main event of uh, the weekend and for this particular podcast this week through the eyes of a nine-year-old, it's that time, brother. It is. What are we gonna do when we change the name of the when we change the name of it when she turns ten? Just change the name of it, I guess, huh? I leave that up to you, man. You are the <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, so all right, let's let's bring her in here since we're doing through the eyes of a nine-year-old. Listen, this is the um, the most fascinating, the most exciting uh, segment in all of pro wrestling podcasting. Yeah. We're talking about Through the Eyes of a Nine-Year-Old, starring the one, the only A.J. Daly. What do you say here, A.J.? Hello, how are you? Knock on wood if you're with me. How are you guys doing today? We're doing all right. We're doing really good. What, what you? say you today on this fine Thursday afternoon? Oh, I'm fine. I'm practically awesome today. Practically awesome. As my, Can that be someone's gimmick? Practically awesome? It, it's better than the alternative. So. As my dog <laughs> eats food and growls. Yes. Yeah, she's kind of losing her mind here. Yes. Piper. Um, all right, let's see. What, what do you want to start with, with here, AJ? Roman or AEW? Roman. All right. So on SmackDown this week, uh, we continued this saga going on with Roman Reigns and who attacked him and this and that. Um, we got the fake Eric Rowan dad last week, which was pretty funny. Um, I think I seen that dude in a commercial this yeah. week. <laughs> I'm serious. I swear to you, I think I saw the act. I don't know. We'll, I'll say that for after we go off the. Roman got new. Roman got new footage for uh, the original attack with the lighting grid, and it ended up being Eric Rowan, or at least the assumption for him under the hoodie. Daniel Bryan went in a have a hissy fit and just slapped the crap out of him. <laughs> Daniel Bryan goes to the ring and gets speared by Roman Reigns. Um, AJ, what do you think about what they did with the Roman situation this week? I like it. I like how because Daniel Bryan hates liars. Hates him. Yeah. He he beat up Rowan, which I think he I think that he's in on it because he hates liars. So why would he team up with one? Usually, if you're calling somebody a liar, you're doing the lying yourself. Yes. yes. Neither here nor there. Um, he hates liars. 
here's my one question for both of you guys. And I know we're suspending disbelief here. Mm-hmm. But nobody saw – seriously, nobody saw Eric Rowan there. Nobody else. He was like two feet away from everybody in that video, and nobody saw him. He was yeah. in direct line of eyesight of everybody. I was seriously looking around for some dude in a hoodie. Never found him. Never found him. I swear, Dad. I never found him. He was not in that video. They photoshopped That was him a in. different video. They photoshopped There's two him videos, in. yeah. Yeah. Well, they did. They just taped the segment a couple times, I think. Cool. Probably. I don't know, Josh. What do you think, brother? Obviously, I'm joking on that end, but I, I got a question for you. Like, you know how they had the the video package and they showed there was like a camera in the car that struck <laughs> Roman in the car. Yes. Why don't the, you don't think there's another camera where they're actually showing who drove the car? There should be, and that's a good point. We're not talking enough about the car accident. No. Or the yeah the 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 attempted vehicular homicide. <laughs> Let's think about that one for a second. We're totally death. glossing over the vehicular homicide attempt that we have going on. But let's talk about a. a there a, wasn't even a dent in the car. Nah. Well, that's listen. Suspend the disbelief. But um, you know, it's like, it's like Chappelle said. We're we're gonna talk about Kevin Hart about a word, but we're not gonna talk about him smashing a a, a, fun, a dollhouse over his son's head. Um, I, I don't think there was any dents in the house. Uh, there were any dents on the um, ambulance that Braun Strowman tipped over last year, or whatever. No. We had that few. No. <laughs> <laughs> there should have been. But, though. all right, let me ask you guys: uh, Are we are we done with the guessing games, or does this still get drug out some more? Because you know, it almost to me would appear that. I, I thought that they were going to drag this out a little bit longer, which they still can, and I think they are. But Or or is it going to be kind of easy wrap-up? We know it's in the circle of people that we have right now. Or, you know, can they bring somebody else in? AJ, we'll start with you. I think they can bring somebody else in. Okay. Josh, what do you say, brother? I, I agree with AJ. And also, I'm kind of – I'm not holding out hope, but I'm, I'm still wondering if there would be something where Danny Bryan asks a Roman, like, how did you gain – access to the video footage like it's a good question like you want to be roman bad huh yeah <laughs> i kind of do too i'm not gonna lie i think that would be a really cool storyline yeah if he if he juicy smollett himself <laughs> juicy smollett. and that's i'm gonna keep dropping little chapelleisms in there for everybody listening that Chappelle might have i don't mind it, man. I don't mind it. So. uh yeah i I, I think there'll be another person added to it because uh, just the way SmackDown ended with the spear, it wasn't like, okay, that's it, then Roman's going to fight Daniel Bryan or whatever at the pay-per-view. So I'm curious to see where they go. I honestly think you're going to get the finality of where this storyline is is on the first SmackDown on Fox. That would make the most sense. That's where I see this going. Yeah, that, I think that would make the most sense. Yeah, I think you know, and and as much as we might not like it as fans, I'm just gonna put the I'm gonna put the the leniency hat on here for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, in a way, we have to understand, I guess, and I'm gonna say I guess because people just don't like to understand things that they don't agree with. But whether we love it or hate it, they really do have to build up that first that first episode of SmackDown on Fox. Yeah, plain and simple. So whether we love what's going on or hate what's going on, unfortunately, we're in that kind of awkward limbo state of, okay, we know that it's switching networks. We know it's going to be a big deal. We know they have big stuff planned. So we kind of can't – I don't want to say can't expect too much, but we kind of just got to go with the flow for a couple weeks, guys. I mean it's – Well, think about this upcoming week is obviously the Labor Day shows, right? Right. So 
we're heading towards Clash of Champions. Maybe next week is not the greatest shows ever, which is okay. It's not the final shows before the pay-per-view. But the Raw and SmackDown before Clash of Champions is at Madison Square Garden. So you're going to add a lot of things onto that show. Hell, I, I saw yeah. the other day they said that Stone Cold is going to be at uh, Raw for that MSG show. Uh, it's, they said that's the first time Austin's been in the Garden since the since WrestleMania 20. Wow. That's pretty cool, actually. Um, that's the, way, I, the referee. I haven't haven't had a chance to watch all of his shows yet, but I heard I heard some good uh, reviews of it. So, yeah, um, we didn't wa- we didn't watch the Baker Mayfield episode yet, uh, but we're we're obviously we're going to we're saving it for like a Sunday Saturday kind of deal. But um, yeah, I, I've watched the other two so far. They're I think they're funny. AJ, yeah, they're funny. Straight, you like some straight up Steve Austin? Yeah, I want to see Becky on this show because I know Becky's going to be on it. We always learn three things on her, don't we? Yes. Yeah. Becky's going to be on this Monday. Yes, sir. There we go. I saw the commercials, so it's going to be pretty cool. There's your back-to-school gift right there. Yay! Yes, sir. It's the day before school starts, I think. So So you'll have to watch it the next day. No. Yeah, because it'll be late and it'll be past your bedtime. (laughs) Wrestling through as of a nine-year-old. When you gotta wait. I can can watch it in my dreams. Yeah, I'm sure that you are. (laughs) I'm sure that you are. Yes. That's funny. <laughs> AJ, was there anything else from WWE you wanted to mention before we move on to AEW? Let's move on to AEW. Awesome. Uh, I, I, I want to uh, mention really quick for those who are wondering what's going on with StarCast this weekend. Uh, they did cancel the interview that John Moxley's doing with JR, so that's not happening. Um, unfortunately, Moxley can't do it because of his elbow injury, which sucks. Um, but I, I, I haven't heard any replacements yet, but, um, if you are in the Chicago area, I, I didn't get a chance to go to the Starcast the first time. I probably won't be able to this weekend either, but it's a cool thing. I'm happy for Conrad Thompson. He's really carved a ditch for himself with this, um, convention type thing. And it's cool. Absolutely. It's a really cool deal. Uh, I've heard good things. There hasn't been any arrests or dumb fights at this thing yet. You remember when Jim Cornette had a fight with Santino Morella uh, a couple years uh, ago? Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I like Santino. That's you know, mm-hmm. I like Santino a lot. So I'm not, I'm not getting involved in that one. <laughs> He's a um, like you. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the, the star tra- the star attraction at Starcast part of the pun is uh CM Punk's uh podcast interview that he's gonna be doing on Fight T V. So Oh really? I I didn't hear anything about this. Huh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> huh. There's, known? there's gonna be a co host for it, right? They haven't announced that yet. I, I I wonder who's interviewing him. I would love for it to be Steve Austin, man. It should be. It should have been me. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, look, there you go, Josh. There you go. Me. I I think th- I think it should have been me personally, but yeah, that's, that's also true. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Um, I want it to be Marty. Marty you want it to be Marty? Marty Skrull. Yeah, Skrull. Marty does have interview experience. Yep. Yes, he does. All right, um, let's talk about the pay-per-view uh, Saturday night um, at the Sears Center Arena. Um, for the pre-show, or the buy-in, if you want to call it that, uh, we have the Women's Casino Battle Royal. What do you guys think about that, the Women's Casino Battle Royal? One, 
we are watching it. Two, okay. <laughs> two. I I think it's going to be good, and I can't wait to see the winner of it. So who do you think wins out of like who we know? Because I don't. We, we know Is a couple Brooke, people. I don't really know who's in it. Is Britt Baker in it? I think Britt's yeah. in it, right? Yeah. Oh, Josh got it right here. I got it right here. Okay. Uh, Nyla Rose, Britt Baker, um, <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh's uh, greatest uh, creation. Yes. Uh, at least wrestling wise, um, Ali. Brandy Rose, uh, Teal Piper, the daughter of Roddy Piper, which is really cool. That's uh, right. Eve Elise, mm-hmm. Jazz, um, Big Swole, uh, Sadie Gibbs, a girl they've been promoting in uh, video packages and this and that. Uh, awesome Kong's going to be in it. Basically, Awesome Kong is just going to do anything Brandy Rose wants her to do. So, uh, <laughs> Shots of McKenzie, and then there's 10 more slots to be filled. I'll admit, the, the first Casino Battle Royale was kind of clunky with how they had the people come out. Like, mm-hmm. uh, it, was, it, was it had a different bad. feel to it. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, but I, I'm glad the women are having a Casino Battle Royale. But here's the thing. The first Casino Battle Royale was mixed, though. They had women in that, right? Or it was just dudes? No, nah, I think it was just guys. No, the all-in Battle Royale was mixed. Now I remember. But I what it was only, like, what, one or two women, though, I think, right? It wasn't really... It wasn't like a 50-50 type of split or none. I got Brandy Rhodes win this battle. How about you guys? I got either Teal Piper or Brett Baker winning. Can we go with the with a wild card? You yeah. know what I mean? Um, I mean, I don't know what her status is, but what about Tessa Blanchard? She's still signed for Impact. Uh, Impact oh, will be in Chicago in October. Uh, mm-hmm. so, okay, so we got to take that off the board for right now. I was really hoping there might be a surprise there. I think mm-hmm. she's fantastic, man. I mean, yeah. she's really, really good. Um, I mean, I could see Brandy winning it, but in a way, she doesn't. I don't know. I, you know, I don't. AJ Lee. And she, yeah, don't. Say, here we go. Wait, here we Sam go. Punk and AJ Lee can come back at the same night at the same show. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Um, battle royale. So here's here's my let me let me see if I if you guys uh, agree with me on this one. Okay, I, Britt it right now is running his baby as a baby face. So I yeah. almost would think that we, she, she would. Yeah, yeah, she okay. is. So I think she would want to. You'd want her to chase for it, right? Yeah. yeah. So you'd almost want a heel to come out on top. And if you're probably looking at Brandy Rose. Yes. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm sure the Joshi girls that are in the last couple specials will be in this match. Too. Riho. I like Riho. Riho actually has her own match. Uh, she's fighting Hikaru Shida in a singles match on the main show. Uh, the other pre-show matches, Private Party against Helco and Jack Evans. That should be a lot of fun. Uh, we're not going to make predictions for all the matches, but I just mentioned what's on this card here. Um, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stun against SCU. Uh, that should be a lot of fun. What do you guys think about that match? I, l- I like that match. And also, I want to say something. The private party is like, um, what's their name on NXT? Street Profits? Street Profits. Yeah, Street Profits. They're basically the exact same character. Uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. It's just private party just do flips at every move they do. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if they have a gymnastic uh, background or something, but the last time I covered one of their matches is like, damn, where's the wrestling move, dude? Uh, 
Okay, and about this about this tag match, can I say that I think Scorpio Sky is one of the most underappreciated guys yes. in professional wrestling? Like the dude is fantastic. He's so good on a promo. He's so good in the ring. Let's, um, let's not forget Scorpio Sky was in one of those anger management skits with uh, Kane and Daniel Bryan. Was he really? Yes. I'm gonna have to go back and Wait, see what? that. <laughs> uh, there was a thing back in the day. Kane, you were you were young. I don't know if you remember. Kane and Daniel Bryan were a tag team. They went to anger management. Uh, there was this dude, Doctor Shelby. No, I like I've heard of it for sure. Like yeah. I've seen the replay. It's like the pro, it's like the promo we just saw where EC3 and Cesaro were Shane's bodyguards back in like 2006 yeah. against DX. Yeah, similar similar promos. So so where's Scorpio Sky in there? That's I think in counseling. Yeah, because they had extras go in and they would just be in there. Uh, just like in waiting room that. type stuff. I think they mentioned that on being the elite one time. And I just you know. Yeah. This next match is brought to you by Cracker Barrel. Uh, Cracker Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I love it. Cracker Barrel. Where's Cracker? The it's the Cracker Barrel Clash. Uh, Darby Allen against Joey Janela and Jimmy Havoc. Why is MJF not in this match? Why is Orange Cassidy not in this match? That's, That's you, you guys both bring up very valid questions that I can't even follow. So. Why is Orange Cassidy not in any of these matches? In fact, he should be in every single match, including the women's matches. <laughs> you think so? Yes. <laughs> Just sitting there, talking to everyone. Yes. You know what? I rather prefer Orange Cassidy than Pac, but that could be a hot take. I like Pac. Yeah. But I like Pac. I like Pac, like Pac but I don't, I don't know. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know what's going, where what's up with that, but um, wait. So I, I do I do appreciate that they're at least utilizing Cracker Barrel to some comedic relief, though. Too, yes. you know, it's that's that, that's kind of cool. It's just funny, you know, Cracker Barrel. It, it's just funny reading it out on the paper like this, like a radio. This match is brought to you by Cracker Barrel. <laughs> <laughs> um, Cody Rhodes against Sean Spears. I'm surprised it's not a like a. A hardcore match or something like that, but uh, yeah, uh, that should be a lot. Well, who you guys got winning that match? That's Sean Spears. That's Sean Spears. Yeah, nice. Um, ooh, okay. I got Sean Spears too, actually. You know what's funny, Josh, is like one of the complaints that you heard in the echo chamber was Cody's booking himself a certain way, or these people are booking themselves a certain way, and they're not really as dominant as people thought that they're. You know. They're they're helping get other talent over, but anyway, um, when you look at it that way, yeah, I mean, I guess you know, in, in man, I don't know which way to go on this one because I could see it going either way. We'll we'll go with Sean Spears though, whatever. I'll I, join guess, the club. I guess the only reason I was like critical for Cody was that thrown entrance. I just thought it was tacky. Oh yeah, I dug it. I dug it. I thought it was. Cool. <laughs> you know, uh, Jr. has a podcast with Conrad, right? It's called Grilling Jr. And uh, Conrad asks, "Hey, Jr., what do you think about the back and forth sh- uh, shots from AEW and WWE?" It's like it's lame, unnecessary. Um, I-, I-, I think that's an interesting uh, viewpoint from him, since he's one of, like the main guys there. I-, I-, I do, and I think it's interesting for him to say that when he brought in fake Diesel and fake Razor Ramon. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> so let's just all keep I, our criticisms to the side. I'm young enough to remember that too. Oh God, <laughs> that's that's when I tapped out of wrestling for a while. I was not. I, I, I was staying out of all that. I don't even know what you're talking about. It's better that way. Yes, it's just better that way. Garbage man, there. The, re- the repo man, no. <laughs> or Duke the Dumpster Drozier. I'm sorry, no. Yeah. I, I I think he was he was there somewhere. Yeah. Garbage man. 
Escalera de la Muerte, uh, Stairway to Death ladder match uh, for the AAA World Tag Team titles. Lucha Brothers against the Young Bucks. Um, these guys have been fighting since the beginning of the year. <laughs> or even last year's All In. Who knows? <laughs> these guys have been fighting each other for a while. Um, who you guys got win this match? I actually got the Lucha Bros. AJ, who do you got? I got the Lucha Bros because they belong to AAA, so it would only make sense for them to win. We got a clean sweep on that one. Um, are we starting to see, and I know I keep saying this, but are we starting to see the cracks in the foundation of the Young Bucks for a little while? You don't think they might split them and do a little singles no. thing for a minute? They're, you know what I'm saying? They're splitting them. Let's face You're convinced it. they're splitting them, huh? Yes. All right, quick question. They don't have a... Um, they don't have an in-between title for the world title. They don't have a secondary title right now, right? Like a mid-card, yeah. Yeah. Um, is it going to be TV since they're doing a lot of WCW stuff now? I actually wouldn't mind it being a television title. What about you guys? I wouldn't mind it either. When you think about it, ECW's uh, television title made Rob Van Dam. Well, I mean, Rob Van Dam made that title. Don't, don't get me wrong. But, yeah. I mean, it was it was the perfect storm of RVD and, and you know, a, a title that nobody really should have cared about. And he made it one of the, at the time, one of the most important titles in professional wrestling. Which you know, title was that? The ECW Television Championship. Oh, it was literally called the ECW Television Championship. Correct. Cool. Yeah. Never forget the FTW uh, championship as well. That's right. <laughs> <It's hazardous. laughs> um, this next match is a main event anywhere around the world. The best friends against the Dark Order. This is a tag team match <laughs> where the winners first, uh, receive a first round bye in the AEW World Tag Team Tournament. Oh, boy, man. It's like something out of a Stanley Kubrick movie. Um, yes. <laughs> um. Hey, man, I think some people are going to get triggered with this match, but I think the Dark Order are winning. I do. Dark Order winning here. Yeah, I'm going with Dark Order with this one, too. This is like a, winning. This is like AEW's like, okay, we know you guys don't like this gimmick, but we're still going to go out with it either way. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, Dark Order in that one. Uh, the last two, we got Kenny Omega versus Pac. I still call Devil, but... Um, right. Either way, uh, Pac versus Kenny Omega. Who you guys got in this one? I have Kenny Omega on this one. Now, if Moxley was, if Moxley was in the match, I would think that Mox was going to win. But I think because of his staff infection, obviously, Pac had to join in. And I think that and I think that because Pac is in there, they're, they're going to make Kenny win. Uh, Mox can still show up, right? No, he can't. He, he, I don't know if he got surgery this week, but Barry said he can't even do the uh, interview thing. So I don't, I don't know. You don't think that might be more to keep people in the dark that he could cost Omega the match, even if he just came out at the top of whatever entranceway that they have set up or anything? Or I don't know. Like if he just shows up and Omega's just staring at him, I don't right. know. Yeah. Um, and I remember Kenny saying in one of his recent uh, interviews, he was like, I need to start winning matches and this and that. So, Because on paper, it's almost a given that we would think that Omega would win, right? Yeah. I, I got a question for you guys. Is your interest in this match hindered by the fact that Moxley's not wrestling on Saturday? Yes. Or are you looking forward to it? Yeah, I'm still looking forward to it, but I think we'd be naive to say that that we're not a little, you know, even though I love Pac, but at the end of the day, this was the match that I kept saying. It needed no, it didn't need build up. It didn't need anything. So, right. yeah, I mean, we'd be a liar if we said, like, if we said we weren't a little disappointed. This was the match that I think most of us were looking for. I don't know, AJ, what yeah. do you think? 
I'm kind of disappointed that Mox isn't in the match. What about crazy looking Pac, though? Eh, I like him better as Neville in WWE. <laughs> Harry Potter looks like an elf, though. Harry Potter coming out of rehab. That's what Pac looks like right I think now. Pac looks mean. Yeah. He the dude's like, got muscle on muscle on muscle. Yeah. It's scary. He looks like if an elf retired from Santa's from Santa's workshop <laughs> and decided to be a wrestler. Yeah. Jeez. That's fair. <laughs> I'll take that. I mean, have you seen his pointy ears and his pointy nose? Oh, my God. Here we go. The bear Here comes the heat. <laughs> yes. And I'm sorry, Puck. I and I'm sorry if you're listening to this. I'm sorry, but you have pointy ears and a pointy nose. Oh boy. Um, I don't know how to transition. I'm staying out of water. You know, that's really funny. Um, what was I gonna say? I got I got to get this out of the way. I think three play by play guys in one commentary booth is overkill to the nth degree. Uh, I like Tony Schiavone. This is not a dig towards him. I don't know what they're doing with their commentary team. I really don't. I I know Tony and JR worked with each other in the past in the NWA, but it's different. Tony built a brand with the way he does play-by-play commentary. He knows the moves just as much as Excalibur does. Mm-hmm. And also, I and I, this is going to be – Rare for it's gonna be uh, a little strange for people to hear me say this because JR is the reason why I got hooked into wrestling. But if JR is gonna be the analyst role, I don't think it's good for him because I don't know if people want to listen to him just say the same stuff he says on his podcast or the the complaints he has about today's wrestling style. You know, you know, I, I, love, I love JR. And I know that people said that the last couple of times he's been on air hasn't been a home run all the time. I like JR. I mm-hmm. I think he fits well for the AEW company. But if he's just going to be the analyst role where he says going to be Nick picking the wrestling style and just saying stuff that he hates about today's business and being the old guy, why are you having him behind the table then? My question is if – their focus is to really engage the the younger audience and not necessarily the younger audience like through the eyes of a nine year old here, but they're they're going for that like, you know, that fourteen, fifteen, like, you know, that that kind of that kind of age. I don't know if any of these guys connect with that demographic. No. Like, I love JR. <laughs> I actually I love Tony Schiavone. I, I don't you know, Excalibur drives me nuts, I'm not gonna lie. Yes. He, he, he pulls me. a lot out of his backside and it's just he does annoying sometimes. I wish Corey Grace would be on that. There's no comparison to Corey Graves. Sorry. Yes. Sorry about your damn luck, but he is the best thing going right for, now. For me, Corey Graves would be perfect for that teenage type age. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. He knows especially, he knows how to get in there with, with, with pop culture on, on a good way. Yeah. You know? Especially yeah. for how many Mean Girls jokes he, he used to make. Yeah. If he makes more of them, he'll definitely be good with the teens. You just like the Mean Girls jokes. I do. Yeah. I'm still waiting for my tool jug. But anyway, but yeah, but you know, <laughs> all, all my thoughts aside about like, I love Shivani, I love JR, I, you know, I love, but is that going to translate over to that younger demographic that they are really focusing on, you know? And I, that's where, what I don't know. Um, First, I, 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 I hope so, but. I, if you're going to have and reach out to the younger uh, demographic, I think there needs to be first off diversity, not in age, but just general diversity on the commentary uh, table. I agree with that. Um, so, I don't know, it's just my opinion. I, I like JR. I, I I want him to have work at this stuff that he still wants to do. 
But I just think the way they're doing, the way they're going about the concert team is all over the place. I like Justin Roberts; he's done a great job. On oh, I love Justin Roberts. Roberts. I don't have an issue with that. Um, Who's he? Ring announcer. Oh. Um. Last thing before, because we got to wrap up the show in a couple minutes. Um, Hangman Page against Chris Jericho. Who is the first ever AEW World Champion? Chris Jericho. Oh, this is so tough for me because I want to pick both guys. I really, really do. And this is so for me. This is the match that I am most looking forward to. And I'm sure it's not has nothing to do that that I'm a Hangman fan or a total Jericho mark, but. Um, can, you just, like, can they just split the title in half? Uh, can they no. just like use an iron, like a heated iron knife, and just like split it in half, and then they both have half of it? No, no, no. Um, uh, I mean, no. Nah, nah. I mean, make make a double, mm-hmm. make a replica. Nah. And then Hangman can buy it, and then he can have one for himself. Do we have a clean finish? Is is more of my question on this one? No, I don't think so either. No, you don't think so. No. Is this something where they like? Hey, we're having this match, and the only way you can win is by pinfall or submission. You know, like, sometimes they'll change things last minute so you can have the hardcore weapons and this and that. Right. Like, literally every Jericho match that he's had, uh, every Jericho match since he's left WWE has been hardcore, fighting around the ringside area, Mm -hmm. and trying to be a cameraman, flipping Mm -hmm. people off, and this and that. So, I'm not saying it's a knock, but I wonder if this is going to be just a straight-up wrestling match. I don't know. I, you know, man, I, there, there's a case to be made for both guys and why it's important that they win this championship, you know? And I think that's what, that's what is charming about this match because is it going to be the old grizzled vet, the, the, the solidified name, the, the, the household name, is it going to be the, the young up and comer, the future of the business? You know what I mean? Like that's, this is one of those matches that we get every once in a while that actually, you should be able to get excited for, right? right? Like this is one that we should absolutely be, it should be a no brainer. Nobody should be complaining about this and either outcome does make sense. So I, I don't, um, I'm okay with this granted. Okay. Now if we're talking personally, yeah, I want Jericho to win and I will thank him personally, but that's just me. I will thank. Would you thank Chris Jericho, AJ? I would thank Chris Jericho. Thank him tomorrow. Yeah. I would thank him tonight. You know, he should have had his thank you a while ago at this point. What's that? He should have had. A, he should have got his thank you a while back ago already. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Obviously, uh, there's there's ten matches for the AEW All Out pay per view this Saturday. Uh, two on the pre show, eight on the regular pay per view. Um, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited for it. We'll see what happens. Um, I do have a little tingling thing in the back of my head that people are just gonna crap on it if CM Punk doesn't show up though. Yeah, because that's what people do. Yeah, you should go into this expecting him not to show up. Just well, you should you should attend the pay per view and actually back up the hype you've been putting behind AEW. Absolutely. So we'll be watching it. I know that. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, AJ, any final words before we head off this week? Um, the only final words I have is congratulations to Paige and Royce on her new marriage to Sean Spears. Look at and you. And congratulations to WWE for saying the name Ty Dillinger in an article that was posted a little over 24 hours ago. <laughs> Congrats. Jesus. This is why like, I have I have limits on her phone because she's becoming a mark. You know what I mean? So I have yeah. to like limit her time on her. On a- Knock on wood if you're with me. Right. 
I'm not becoming a mark. A uh, little bit. Sorry, we're all a mark. We're all we're marks. All, marks. all the world's a state. You are more of a mark than me. <laughs> no, you're more of a mark than me. No, you're <laughs> more of a mark. <laughs> By the way, I liked that you wanted to make sure you somehow mentioned Peyton Voice. Regardless, you want to make sure you slip there in there. Well, I wanted to make sure that I congratulate her for her new marriage. I'm sure, no, I, I'm sure she appreciates it. I congratulate everybody <laughs> on a new marriage. Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> we got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting thick up here. Yeah. All right. Uh, thank you, AJ, as always, for coming on the show. No problem. Bye-bye. No, that's it. No, no, that's your that's your sign off today. Just bye bye. Bye bye. There we go. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. Always remember, folks. Skip to the end. Skip to the end, folks. Um, all right, brother. Let's put a ribbon on this bad boy. Uh, we got one more episode of Hard Knocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Knock on wood. The, the, the kind <laughs> I episode. That, I have that thing stuck in my head now. It's so good. <laughs> Gruden gets me so fired up, man. Mm-hmm. I just like how like. Obsessy is with pe- people like running through other people. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> we got run through it, their ass. <laughs> well, you can tell he's that like he's an old school guy that doesn't care what the fields like. That he just wants to play some football, you know. And then there is something refreshing about that. I think he has a chip on his shoulder this season. Oh, he definitely does. And I, I, and I get it. He's kind of like always been like the edgy type of coach. I understand that, but. I, for whatever reason, I just feel like this year he feels like he has something to prove to people. I don't know. Well, I think it's more that we – and we'll talk predictions and stuff like that next week before the season starts. But Yeah, our football I, show next week. Yeah, you know, but I feel like they, they know that this is more of a um, – oh, man. we if The Raiders have to go into Vegas with some momentum. So, you know, I think it's one of those where, yeah, it's a chip on his shoulder. I mean, obviously he didn't like getting traded. And, you know, I mean, there's a probably – you know, and he's just – he's a winner and he wants to win. Um, but I, I think that there's – you just want to go into your new city uh, when we go to Sin City with a lot of momentum. And even if we finish 8-8, eight and eight, which is probably where we're finishing, that's still better than 4-12. and 12. You know, it's a four-game improvement. It's, you know – so if they can if they can get the 500 mark, I think it's a win season for us. Um but, you know, I, but at the same time, you know, we're going to have a bunch of undrafted rookies probably make the team. We're going to have – and it's one of those where you kind of got to talk your team up. You know, that's the one thing I give Gruden credit for. He's always talking his team up no matter what. Yes. Mm-hmm. I saw a news anchor said that the Chiefs are going to be 16-0 and 0 this season. Yeah, okay. <laughs> sure. Is Tyreek still, still beating – Tyreek Hill still beating his kid or no? Allegedly. Yeah. I'll have to put allegedly in there. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I, you know what? I don't know. I've never been sold on Andy Reid. So, even if they go 16-0, they're going to lose in the second round of playoffs anyway. So, yeah, right. makes it easy. <laughs> it's, it's like two, there's like two givens right out for the NFL. It's like Chiefs are going to be 16-0 and and the Eagles are going to be unstoppable. Uh, and, by the way, shout out to Ann, by the way, Eagles fan and a good brother to our show. Um I, I'm, I'm excited for his team. I mean, obviously, there's still always drama and dysfunction with the Cowgirls and the Giants or the Giants. So I'm excited for the Eagles. But, man, if you watch some of these ESPN shows, you think the Eagles are just shoehorned for the Super Bowl this year. Holy shit, man. I don't even know what moves. That, see, I don't really watch off-season football just because I, I save it for the, the regular season. I don't I, I'm, a, I'm a sports junkie here, so. Yeah, I yeah, I got too much going on. I used to be like that. I just got too much going on. Um, I don't know who where anybody is other than the Raiders right now. So And who I've drafted in fantasy so far this year. 
One last thing I'm going to mention before we head out this week. Make sure to go check out that new Tool album tomorrow. Oh, tonight yeah. at midnight, baby. So if you're listening to this, it's probably already out. I know it leaked somewhere, but I'm still waiting for it to actually hit. <laughs> actually, and speak, you know what? Well, I'm going to tie something else into music. I've got one thing. Watch the VMAs yeah. this week. Number one, I don't listen. I don't even know. Music is just I'm, – I'm, I'm past today's music. I'm out of the loop on that too. Yeah, I'm past today's music. But number uh, number two, it, leave it to Missy Elliott to come back and have the performance of it like of the decade. And of, and if you if you don't know nothing about the little chick that used to date or that used to dance in uh, Missy Elliott's uh, Work It video, that's now a grown ass woman and doing the same thing. Uh, I think Allison Stoner, I believe, is her name. Yeah. Uh, it was it, for me. And listen, it's one of those like you know, hey, how we pop at wrestling events. I totally popped when it came out to dance. It was so great. And then I got my old man stuff in with Naughty by Nature, Queen Latifah, Red Man. Nice. It, was, it actually wasn't bad this year. So I'm going to give the VMAs a little bit of credit. But if you haven't seen Missy's uh, performance, go back and check it out. Because it's, I mean, it was all over social media. You guys are into that, not me. Uh, so I'm sure you guys have seen it. But um, if, you didn't, if you didn't pop at her coming out and doing a work at dance, you don't have a soul. <laughs> Missy Elliott, uh, Timbaland, and Aaliyah. That's my uh, childhood right there. So, Ooh. Timbaland Good was on there too, and they mentioned Aaliyah. So. Good times, man. Uh, what was I gonna say? Um, yo, Etsy, you need to stop trying to make Sean Mendes out like he's the next Justin Timberlake. Gee, I don't get it. I don't. Listen, I'm gonna. I'm staying out of that one. Yeah, I, I have a my favorite band's releasing a 90 minute album tonight. So uh, you know, meanwhile, people can't listen to a song for longer than two and a half minutes. So it's. I'm just. I'm gonna stay mum on this situation. We all have our music fix, man. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you guys so much for checking out episode 170 of the Hoots Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Hoots Podcast. Adam is on Instagram at, at the. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, you're not. No, I'm not. No. Nope. 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 Delete. Delete. I, nope. Oh, speaking of delete, hashtag free to delete. I need some more broken my heart in my life, please. <laughs> you just don't understand. You don't understand how hard. <laughs> that guy's awesome. Um, thank you, AJ, again, for coming on the show as always. Thank you guys for uh, checking out the live show. I know we had some viewers on today, so that's pretty cool. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the video version on YouTube. If you want to listen to the audio and the Barrett Corbett Pro and all the extra stuff I put on the podcast, check it out Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcasts from. For the Clown Prince and AJ, I'm Joshy. Thank you guys for checking out the Hoops Podcast. Next week will be our football preview show. And um, enjoy All Out. Enjoy TakeOver Cardiff. And we'll recap it next week. Peace.